pals. <coughs> Hi, pals, and welcome to the Disneyland Paris show. Here's your hosts, Lucy, Chris, and Hugh. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> And now, Disneyland Paris News! Permit the Frog. We have some reservations about this. Baby, there's no fireworks. 2D or not 3D? That's all of them. Did you not use my other one? Did it get rejected? Oh, I, uh, that was that was one of the other ones, but, oh, okay, but cool. I just I just I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Chris had suggested two song titles. Um, he did one of them, but uh, what was the other one? Do it. So, well, the other one was for the first bit of news. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. What? It went something like this. Oh, it was about the it was about the reservations. It went something like this. If you give them all your cash, your dreams come true. Yeah, we'll we'll find out exactly what that means <laughs> in a bit. I know what that means. (laughs) Anyway, hey there, hi there, hello there, Disney fans, and welcome to another 37 Disney Streets... uh, (laughs) Thing. uh, Disneyland Paris show. I'm Lucy, (laughs) this is Hugh, this is Chris, I'm sure we've met before. Hi, if it's your first time. Um, We hope you're all doing well, we've all got Disney trips planned. Mm. Um, I have just, like literally just got off a three and a half hour drive back from Birmingham and I'm a little bit disorientated and my back hurts. Oh, so no. I'm going to leave the, the, what's the word, charisma to you two tonight. Crikey. Yeah. Except any accidental charisma I may inject, which does happen sometimes. It just falls out of me when I least expect it to. We can dial it up. I've, I've, got, um, mm. I've got audience charisma as well because I've got three trip reports today. You can have time. We've got trip reports for days, bro. Coming out of the wazoo. Yeah. (laughs) What is a wazoo? I don't know. Is it your backside? Is it a type of faucet? Didn't they sing only you? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Was that the flying pickets? Oh. (laughs) Anyway, should we do a bit of news? Well, should we see who we've got in the chat first? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Who are they? All about please. Today, first in the chat was Joey, who says, Hey everyone, can't wait for the show tonight. Good to have you along, Joey. Hey Joey, as always. Uh Dunn family, second in the chat. Yay, second in the chat. Hello, Aaron. Haven't been able to make it live for ages. We've missed you, Aaron. Mm. Good to be back. Kerry says good evening. There's lots of pink hands going on now. Good. Kerry says good evening, pink hand. Jimmy says the Jimmy has the original pink hand. <laughs> OG pink Jim, hand. Jimmy Jimmy says hi everyone. Bonnie's here and uh waves a pink hand. John says Hey friends, uh, we got a bit of news uh, today. That uh, John drew my attention to it, but we'll come on to that in a bit. Hey friends, just got out of s- seeing Frozen on the West End. <gasps> Amazing show! Wow! And off on the Eurostar first thing tomorrow to DLP. No way! That's quite a double whammy right there. I'm jealous of that. Emily will be tuning in tomorrow because the kids aren't asleep yet. Huh. So let's speak in soft tones, everybody. Hello to Louise Bell and, sorry, full name you, there, Louise, uh, and Andrew. <laughs> Andrew says, if I pay £20, can I get a better seat for this show? <laughs> what could that mean? Topical. Well, <laughs> Lisa says, no better seat, just a nicer spot to stand. 
AP holders must feel a bit aggrieved, lose their park entrance to DLH, and hey. having lost their reserved area, it's now pay-per-view on top of pricier pass. We're we should talk comment- about this. We're on to the we? commentary already. We haven't even done the news item yet. Chill your beans, please. Let's just round up the rest. So we got Lisa and Faye and Jen, Pamela, Monica, Bob Sangwell in the house. Just Bob a brief Sangwell. visit. Just Remember a brief him? visit. Uh, I'll never forget him. Bob wants us to do a quiz with... Uh, Chat Disney again. Yes. Yes, We're up I for want it. to do that. We're up for we, it. Have to, we only just won last time, I think. We it this time, so we'll... I don't mean like we do the questions. I mean, it'll be on our podcast instead of their podcast this time. That's cool. Yeah. And just rounding up, we've got Tracy and Cheryl and... Uh, did I say Kerry? I'll say it again. Say it again. If I, if I didn't. Scottish Claire. Hi, everyone. First time I've been able to listen live for ages. We know, Scottish Claire. We've, we've missed, missed you. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you see how we can even do harmonies when we say the same <laughs> sentence? Pamela has 225 days to DLH, that's Disneyland Hotel. <gasps> hope they iron out the issues before then. Hope they iron out the uh, sheets. <laughs> Fiona's here, as is Vicky. First time joining the chat. Only 271 days to go for us. Ooh. Our old pals, not old, but she's a pal for ages. Susie is here. Hey, Susie. Uh, so jealous of everyone's countdowns. We've decided to wait until next year now. And then we've got Steve... Hey there, hi there, ho there, and Marcella and Paul. Marcella's saying hello from, uh, is that Brazil? There's a tiny flag. Is that the Brazilian flag? Oh, can like I scratch off here. Brazil? Not right now because we have a list. But okay. we can add it to the list of scratch offs. And Paul's from uh, tuning in from Riyadh. <gasps> ah, Riyadh's on the list already. Is it? Yeah, from Paul. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, from... Uh... It should be on the list already. Okay. Uh, yep. What was the other one? Brazil. Brazil. In Brazil. Exciting. Ginger Fox says Guten Tag. I'm just excited about my map. I'm yes. just excited about my map. I wish I was allowed to scratch off more than one a week. I think you could. I think I should. Should we do one now? Yeah, let's do one now. Who are you going to do? Huey, who am I going to do? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Now, zoom in on Hugh to this do this. This is where I see how quickly I can get to an American state. I think that's up by the Great Lakes. Hang on, where's my finger? Great Lakes, and I think it's on result. that side of the Great Brazil. Lakes. Am I correct? That song just makes me think of... Uh, I'm sure there's a Frank Sinatra version where he's singing, Brazier, I dig a girl with no Brazier. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Which is how I knew how to pronounce Brazier in a musical where we had to do American accents. Someone, because someone said for some reason I turned into the uh, the um, American correspondent and they, they kept asking me how to pronounce things in, in American accent. I don't know why. Huh. Uh, they say Hugh, is, is it is it Brazier? Is it? I'd say uh, well, according to Frank Sinatra, it's Brazier. I was correct about <laughs> it being next to Great Lakes, but I got the wrong Great Lakes. I'm trying to do it like this, yeah. and I went right up there to uh, Hudson Bay because I'm trying to look behind me. It's there. Right, gang. Right, gang. First bit of news has got has got first bit of news. First bit of, bit of news has got uh, was permit defrog. Um, it just is the only thing I could think of uh, because there's a permit now. John Parker drew attention to this on our Facebook group. If you haven't joined on Facebook, look for the Disneyland Paris show. And uh, Disney Street, the Disneyland Paris show. Yes, and join in. Um, Do. And John shared a link to the Instagram account DLP Works. Uh-huh. DLP.works. Now, have you seen this? Have you seen this? You heard about this? Yes. Uh, it shows the plans to revamp the north side of Disney Village. Yes. And, to um, Corporateville. Yeah, well, that's some of the complaints. Mm. Welcome so, to Corporateville. 
Um, Do not enjoy yourself. Well, some some of the some of the comments on our group were Mercedes of Chat Disney fame says it looks the same but bland. <laughs> Emily said, <laughs> Emily said, like with the contrast turned down. Yeah. Is that what it looks like? Emily said it does make the pano pano stick out. I'm biased as I loved the dated columns, so I can see from the outsider's eyes it needed updating. But I just wish they had some more whimsy and magic. I know the podcast, they said it was due to keeping the magic inside the parks for paying guests. That's a cop out. Oh, my God. But I feel they're just spoiling it for the majority of customers walking through, staying on site in a pain. And then Cheryl says, looks like like Middlesbrough Town (laughs) Centre. That that is so. That's such a gross attitude, if true. Though, like you're not allowed magic unless you pay for it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we it's, all know that's the reality. Here's the big park. Give us a ticket entry, and you can go in. But like denying anyone outside it any happiness is it's something like weirdly. That's out of a fairy tale itself, isn't it? I found that the image on uh, DLP.works, if you've, if you've not seen it. Oh, it's it. not that bad. Well, yeah, Come but that's because it's got a nice sky and some twinkling lights and some trees. It, it'll look rubbish when it's done, won't it? Oh, you don't know. <laughs> I do seen... know, g- g- compared to like artist renditions. Mm. They're never the Have same. Have you seen um, uh, DLP Report put a picture from Panorama Panoramagic today um, showing Rosalie and then up the, up the village? Right. I didn't know. And... Uh, from Rosalie's got all this wonderful paving, like that just really sits and fits really nicely with the theme. The theming's not theming, is it? Mm. But with the look and feel of that building, and then the rest of it's just like this really weird patchy <laughs> town. I think they've taken all the boards down this week as well, haven't they? Right. Mm. And uh, and so all the hoarding, all the hoardings that were up in the middle of the village aren't there anymore, and. All the holes that they dug in the floor have gone, and now there's just like patchy tarmac all mm. over. It looks amazing, honestly. It looks great, but. Yeah, there's a thing for me about all of this, and and there's going to be a theme I think in when we talk about other things today, um, which is this: everybody who reports on Disney at the moment just seems to be so down on it all, and I find it really really difficult to get up and excited about what's happening in the village. Yeah, about <laughs> new charges for things that people didn't have to pay for before. Speaking of which, yeah, it's just, just all these things. It's like they're just piling them on, one on top of another, on top of another, just to make things as miserable as possible. And all these outlets who've spent, like media outlets and and little tiny little podcasts like this one, who've spent ages talking about the magic and how fantastic it is, and all these brilliant things, it's getting harder and harder and harder every week to to focus on the magic stuff because it just feels like they're dragging everything down all the time. And you know what, I I've I've left outlets because of negativity and I don't like to be down and I like to be like, be the magic. You all know that's our saying, isn't it, Bonnie? Be the magic. Um, but it, it's it's not just the upselling and the, uh, the, the price and the cost and, and the extra nickel and diming and stuff. It's actually removing things in a strategic way removing benefits, removing characters from a village location, remove, you know what I mean? It's, yep, yep. It, it's that, it just feels really like Scrooge McDuck. There's I, a Disney I think restaurant. we're in a transition period and we'll probably come out the other end of all of this and start feeling a lot better about it. And I do think we still need to focus so. on the magic because it's important because if you go there, you're going to have a good time and you're going to come back with some magical stories to tell and hopefully they'll send us a trip report and those things, are, the trip report's really pick me up as well to be honest with you so 
But you see, I blamed Chapek for everything, and we don't have that excuse anymore. It's pretty much like I've blamed the Tories for everything for the last decade, <laughs> and then eventually they won't be there, and I'll have to blame someone yeah, it's else. Get any better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, miserable rant. But over, they're uh, they're consolidating some of the shops into fewer shops, bigger but fewer shops. Right. Yeah. I can't remember what combination. But, they then, were, but... isn't that the a load of the shops are like you walk through to the next ones anyway, aren't they? So mm. there already is one big shop, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, well, actually, I wonder what they're doing that with because the Disney store was already one massive shop, wasn't it? And then you've got the sports bar followed by the Art of Disney, followed by New York Sandwiches, followed by the Disney Fashion, and then Lego. Fashion and Lego have already got a door through to each other, I think. They they? have, but the thing is that they're not going to combine into one shop. So the actual Disney shops aren't consecutive because the one at the end was a toy shop and then it was a glass shop and then I can't remember what it was before it closed. But you know that it's all children's dressing up stuff. So it went Disney shop, Lego shop, Disney shop, sandwich shop, Disney shop, sports bar. Mm -hmm. So it's not like there's three consecutive shops that they can just knock through to make one shop. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I I don't know who would be devastated if New York sandwiches went, really. It was... We've never been in there, have we? I have a couple of times. I didn't know it was there. You've just mentioned something. No, we had a really limited menu. French fast food places tend to do this you know when they've got three set menus that have mm-hmm. three different sandwiches and that's it so it was never it wasn't like going to subway or like going to earl of sandwich or something um it wasn't a world of flavor no it, <laughs> it's it served a purpose there was always people in there there was always a queue but it was just somebody trying to get substance to put in the mouth basically steve thank you steve says the magic is still there guys it's so great at dlp Oh, Let's just you see, that. I think it is. The cast members are still yes. there. The Imagineers are still there. All that's still there. There's just some evil person in a grey suit trying to well, rob you. Rob I you want to drink, pocket. but then we are going to get into something that is still negative. So um, just, just hang in there, guys. Drinks do cheer me up. Chris and I today, I don't have one for you, Lucy, I'm afraid. We're having Bud Lime, which we've had before on the show. Mm. Not sponsored, but you can do. We'll happily take sponsorship. Uh, we're not big enough. Um, <coughs> non-alcoholic beer with lime flavour. What's up? What's up? Bud. <laughs> so what do I have then? Uh, you, you've got your cherries and berries. You've got your cherries and berries cordial. Do you want to show the other thing that we've got, and we'll have a quick talk yeah. about that because that's kind of now. Cool. I'll flash these up and see uh, Lucy's journey of disappointment. Right now, <laughs> I flash those up, listeners, uh, for the benefit of the listeners. And it was a purple and yellow packet, and there seemed to be a kind of a, a twirly shape a on swirl, there. Yeah. Like what? What is that? What is that? Does anyone see what that is? Is it a bag of twirls? Well, to Lucy's chagrin, it isn't. It's a, a pack of tackies, which Chris has been talking about for a while. Blue heat. Blue heat. A hot chili pepper, artificially flavoured tortilla chips. But we Chris, had a request this week. We had a request. Well, let's, let's pull up the requests. Yes. Some, someone's asked us on the group. Actually, let's just find the thing. Um, let's just find the let's thing. Let's find this thing. As you right. know, we like to try spicy things. While he's finding things, we like to try spicy things. Here it is. And... Uh, and this week, um, Emily says. Emily said, "Yeah, I have a request. One day, could you do a chili sauce tasting session, but give us a heads up of the sauce used so we can try alongside? 
kind of like oh, a wow. almost like a play at home. Oh, I think this is what I said in the uh, comments. I said uh, like a play along at home episode of Hot Ones. Um, I'm not even a big spice lover, but I crave it whenever you're both munching away. <laughs> a, a taster set of mini sauces would be awesome if there's such a thing. Well, yeah, we need to curate like a little. We can do something. I'm like, sure we can. Probably Econa hot sauces are the most widely available. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be something that they so, can get hold of. So, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll provide a list. We'll give you a couple of weeks, and then you can all try along at home, maybe. But... Uh, Cheryl loves the idea. The, these are... I mean, they're not super well available, but you can get them in any of those places that sell American sweets and stuff tend to have them. So I thought we could try these today, or we could wait a week, and if you want to go get yourself some Takis Blue Heat... Uh, here you go, Takis Blue Heat. Takis Blue Heat. Um, T A K I S. T A K I S. And you could get some of these. <laughs> no, I'm. And you could try them <laughs> with us. And uh, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Oh, I'd say next week, but you know what? Oh, yeah, okay. We've You've just, got two weeks then. We've just discovered uh, we're probably going to have next week off because uh, Lucy and I won't be back in time from uh, a London matinee of um, Hades Town. Of Hades Town. So Chris is going to have a week off, we think. Um, so, we're going to have a week off, guys. So, in two weeks, Takis, we'll remind you on the on the group. Blue Heat Takis, two weeks. Yes. Yes. But, but can we get on to this, um, bad, this bad news? Yes. We have some reservations yes. about this. Now, DLP are introducing a reser- uh, reserve viewing areas for Stars on Parade and Dreams. Woohoo! So, for 19... For free? Oh. No, no. <laughs> so, for 19 euros per person, per show... It claims to, this is from them, ensure guests a breathtaking view of the most popular outdoor shows. We don't know where the new viewing area is yet, but limited spots will be available in the app, the DLP app. Um, so you can puke a load more cash into your holiday starting from March 28th, 2024. I love the idea of this being like, um, you know, when you go to a football match and there's like the official car parks, but then also there's... there's like touts have got a patch of land right and you can pay like six quid and you go and park on a hill somewhere i'd love it to be like that just guys in like a (laughs) like a guy in a dodgy cap with a big cardboard yeah sign and you can just go and pay slightly less and go and stand on a hill somewhere yeah now does anyone like this idea uh who's not like minted bob Iger. I wouldn't, <laughs> I, I was, I did one of those, my eye rolls that gives you an actual headache when I saw this. You know, when you get a strain in your optic nerve. Yeah, and, and you can actually hear brain. the eyeballs squeaking around your sockets. Exactly. And it was like, of course. And every outlet that I saw reporting on it was putting something pithy at the end, something sarcastic. Then I thought about it. The general populace is not losing anything in theory because there used to be a reserved viewing area for the Infinity Pass holders. Now, if you if you remember, I was never really a big fan of that. Mm. I'm like, you pay for your annual pass and yes, you pay for the extra blackout days and all that kind of thing, but uh, that was already getting a bit of an us and them thing. But if once you'd come to terms with them having the reserved viewing for Infinity Pass... They've not taken anything else away. They've just taken it away from annual pass holders and are making them pay more for it. The thing that makes me eye roll is that it's just yet one more way that Disney have looked at their assets, look at the service they're providing and said, how can we not give anything else but get more money? 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like the, they don't have to invest anything or change anything. At most, they might need a couple of cast members to man it. It's just a way of squeezing blood from a stone, basically, isn't it? It's like, how can we get more money? And that just leaves a bitter taste in the mouth. So it's not going to ruin my holiday. I'm certainly not going to pay for it. It is what it is. But it's just so blooming typical. Do you know what's patronising about it as well? They've, mm. they've priced it at 19 euros. Now, they could have put it at 15 euros... And actually, quite a few more people might have gone, yeah, all right then, fair enough, 15 euros. If they put it at 20, people would have gone, don't be ridiculous. But they put it at 19 because mm. they think that people just go, oh, well, that's under 20 euros. That's all right, isn't I mean, it? Yeah, they might have done it at, at 19.99. You know, oh. like, I hate, I hate 19.99. Do you know I'm, what, I'm not an idiot. I know it's 20 quid. <laughs> do you know what else has always annoyed me about anything that is a per-person edition, such as Premier Access, um, Genie Plus in America, that kind of thing, is it really handicaps families and larger families in particular Mm -hmm. because this is meant to be kind of... Well, no, it's not just a family experience. We're all Disney adults. We know a lot of Disney adults without children. We know a lot of people who take their grown-up children. I'm not just saying that. But when you have a unit where there is a single bill payer, it really handicaps them. So if you go with five friends... Boom, 100 quid. Exactly. You go with five friends, each of you pays $19. You might all agree quid. to do that. But if you go as a family of five and the highest earning parent, be that, you know, mother or father, is paying for the holiday and has to make a decision for this, like you say, boom, it's 100 quid. And that boom. doesn't feel right. It feels very lopsided and it feels like you're giving advantage to a group of people who might not need an advantage in this situation. I've always thought with genie plus and things it should be like you pay 15 for you and or or that minors come free with an adult paying adult you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. Uh, because it just it feels so wrong that people should be disadvantaged this way and i'm not like i know dunn family saying uh, disney adult and proud i'm not saying that a disney adult should be disadvantaged it's just that you pay for yourselves individually whereas you know families one person pays for five people and it's difficult that that's just that's my thinking on any of these upcharges. I'm gonna get off my soapbox now so someone else can step up. Do you reckon I'll add it into Premier Access and make it another part of that so they can up that, make it more like two hundred euros? I think they'll see how profitable it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the comments on the Facebook uh, thing and uh, so who who shared this originally? Uh, it was Cheryl shared this um, via dedicated to DLP, uh, although we've seen it in many places. Uh, so some of the comments there are. Andrew says, will this be temporary seating or a roped off area? Either way, best place to stand might be just behind this area. (laughs) Um, Especially as no one's going to pay for it, so it'll be empty. Katia says, now this is uh, is quite quite sad. Have really gone off, Paris, as everywhere I turn into, uh, I am paying premium prices for basic stuff that in other parks is a free virtual queue. Already feel like cattle, everyone fighting in front of the castle to get a view and disrespecting each other. So now we'll have even less space for normal unpaid views. Uh, another response, though, was uh, Jody said, hopefully enough people will be happy to pay it that the other areas are a little less crowded. Wish- no, that won't happen. Wishful thinking, I know. Yeah. Um, because it's going to be limited. So it's not like, oh, yeah, 200 people pay for this. It's going to be limited to like 50 maximum probably. And it, it'll be in a very small area and then everything else will be a free-for-all. Okay, so just trying to um, bring back the magic a little bit. Let's all <laughs> say one positive thing about this. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. There's a, 
Who is it that used to do this? There was like a podcast where you had to, you had to, um, t- one person just had to talk pos- positively about something, and the other just was just negative. What else was it? For you, <laughs> for you <laughs> once like in us. for you once in your lifetime, is it, is it Disney uh, trip goers who are throwing everything at this? Imagine. It gives them the or people who are going for limited time. It gives them an option um, to get a better viewing if they are able to afford it. So I build on that and say that for people who have fought for years to find a place to watch it and, and ultimately given up and don't bother with it anymore there's a, a way that they can now pay to be able to see that so i guess that there's a slight yes you're right it's, a, it's an expense but if you if you're the kind of person who like you absolutely love that and there's no way that you're going to spend that time waiting trying to fight for a place anymore this is your opportunity to have mm. it mm. Uh, my positive thing is um i think it's nice um that for once rich people are getting a break <laughs> Leave off the rich people, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, we've we've said many a time that we very rarely stay for or watch the fireworks um, at Disneyland Paris because we don't like the process of finding somewhere to stand. I find that whole 45 minutes before the fireworks start so stressful. Because even if you do find somewhere you think's good, somebody comes in and pushes out of the way. Often, um, you, there are multiple. The head appears literally next to yours over your shoulder, and then you look at them. And, and say, there's often a language barrier you? and a culture barrier and a, a general manners barrier with the people that you're, um, you know, trying to negotiate these things with. So we tend to like we we don't watch them often, and it'll be for a reason. Like they've got a new show or something that'll bring us out. We'll go next time because we want to see the Stone Show. Now that brings us on to, I believe, another piece of news. <gasps> was that a segue? That was a segue. Segue. Oh, uh, baby, there's no fireworks. Baby, there's no fireworks. <laughs> a bit of musical flair there, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm here all week. But not next week. <laughs> not next week. <laughs> uh, Chris, tell us about this because I they, uh, um, I, I was only vaguely aware of this when you mentioned it. They're earlier. doing a test this week. They're doing a test. Mm-hmm. So basically, the Disney Dreams thing, spectacular. Yeah. Extravaganza. For, for this week, starting today and running till the 9th, mm. they're doing it at 7.30 and at park close but at the 7.30 there'll be no fireworks because if they had fireworks they'd have to close Fantasyland they don't want to mm-hmm. close Fantasyland because they want people to go and use it but I guess they're testing to see if people want to go earlier but also you know all these discussions about crowds and stuff what mm-hmm. it could do if you're not bothered about the fireworks side of it is give you another opportunity to see this show mm-hmm. um, and, and therefore there's a bit of choice suddenly I, I personally I think this is a really potentially a really positive thing I this, think this is yeah. excellent it is good um, so there you go. Yeah. We found a really good Disney Hooray. thing here. Finally, something good. And, and for 19 is, euros, you can... <laughs> just as we've done these two news items back to back, it may well be, it very mal- may well be, that they've been taking guest feedback and the guest feedback is, loved it, loved it, loved it, fireworks are a nightmare, which we've said for years. <laughs> so they've it's... taken that and they've come up with two solutions. Mm. A, they're like, well, we're going to profit off that problem. If there's a problem, there's a profit. Mm-hmm. And then they've gone, we're going to solve that problem by doing this. And I, I think that's all right. Maybe, well, is this what this 19 euros is for? Does, does it pay for the extra expense of putting on two shows? <laughs> Possibly. But there's so many I, benefits. Go on. So no, I was going to say, yeah, there are benefits. Because when, you, when you're when you a family mm-hmm. as well and your kids fall asleep, yep. you, you want to be able to watch. There's, there's so many in the Facebook groups and everywhere. There's so many people 
want to know what time the fireworks are, then then, then you know it's at closing time. If, if anyone asks, it's, it's at close. It's when the park closes. But when you've got young kids, staying until 10, 11 o'clock at night, it's virtually impossible. Well, mm. yeah, our, our friend's son was literally falling asleep on his shoulders, on, on his dad's shoulders last time we upset. went. It was very upset. It was his decision to stay for the fireworks. Uh, it was five. And we'd all stayed all day because he really wanted to see the fireworks. And when it got to about 10 minutes before the fireworks, he started going, I want to go to bed. <laughs> you know, when a five-year-old is painfully tired and it were really quite sad then because then we were going, well, no, not we, but his his dad was going, no, we've stayed all day so you can see these. And I, it's no, it's better so, at seven. <laughs> so I'm interested to know something because obviously there's this, there's a partial thing, which is there are no fireworks for the early ones. So that's mm. potentially a, a downside. But there was a period, wasn't there, back in, was it in 2021 when, when it first all opened up again? They weren't doing the fireworks, were they? Mm-hmm. They did the parade, but no fireworks. Yeah. And they got LEDs on the... That's when they first put all the LEDs and stuff on the castle and they made it a little bit different, didn't they? Mm. I didn't see that. I don't know whether you, whether you did or not. We or did. anyone in the chat did, but did it matter? Because I, I kind of think, actually, is it is it going to make a huge difference? As Kira says in the chat, honestly, Dreams is already mainly a projection show. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I mean, it has to be, otherwise they wouldn't get away with this. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They would have nothing to actually play. Steve says, for me, Disney Dreams is way too long. Does anyone on here agree? <laughs> I also wonder... Well, now it's twice as long. I... Do you know what I do, actually? I do agree with that. I've often kind of been a bit right, oh, I've got it now. Um, I wonder if this is a move towards not doing fireworks as well because they've been going in with the drones they've now got the fountains that they can do projections on the fountains they've started projecting up main street and you know they keep adding all these things that aren't fireworks and the latest rebranding of the show had significantly fewer fireworks and fireworks are expensive on a nightly basis Mm -hmm. in a way that projections and drones aren't i mean yes there's upkeep for the drones etc but once they're programmed they're programmed the other interesting thing is yeah. to think that when Frozen Land opens and the whole lake's there, there's going to be stuff over there, presumably, as well. Mm. So there's a whole lot of changing in terms of nighttime spectaculars and stuff, isn't there? Lisa says, it's really good for little ones to see the show. My eldest fell asleep before it started on the other half's shoulders. Mm. Uh, Michael, this is, I think this is in reference to the previous news. I suffer panic attacks, which is not a valid disability to get the access pass but I would probably pay the 19 euros. Mm-hmm. I think if the value is good to you personally, you'll pay it. Absolutely. And this is what we've said about Premier but, Access all along as well, isn't it? Mm. To, to us, we find it hard to see the, the reason behind it, but there's loads of people have told us when they've used it and why they've used it. And mm. I totally get that. If it's right for you, it's right for you. There's no, yeah. no question of that. It's Yeah, there's a lot of people who are like, well, actually, it wasn't because we couldn't be bothered to stand in line. This was happening and that was happening and the other when we decided to do this. And in that case, that's absolutely fantastic that there is that option open to you nat mm. says we ended up sitting outside casey's corner to watch fireworks with mm. a beer and while we couldn't Ooh. see 100 percent of it it was pretty good and you got a little bit tipsy <laughs> yeah uh, kerry says i love dreams i do too actually i have one almost every night the <laughs> uh, dunn family says dreams is a no from us steve loves the electrical sky parade Better yeah. than the previous show. Uh, Nat says, the Sky Parade reminds me of the light night parade at Disney World on, on the uh, water by the hotels. Oh, yeah. Oh, we love the, uh, what's it called? The electric water pageant. pageant. Yeah. Joey says, sorry to be a pain, but could Chris turn his microphone up a little, please? Oh, interesting. 
Great comment. Great yes. comment. Uh, oh, I'm peeking in the right places. I think. I think the problem is. Had you right, turned away? You yeah, turn and when talk I turned to, me, to you guys, you? yeah, this is it. Last week I turned myself around, but this week I haven't. Hang on a second. Let me reposition myself and see if that helps. Jen would pay 19 euros if it meant no one stood in front of me with a phone. No. Thing is, even 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 if you do pay that and you go in, there's still people in there with you. How how good is this view? So this is our minimal experience of this. In in Disney World, we did a dessert party and what the dessert party is, is you go in about an hour and a half for the fireworks and there's like a buffet with little canapé-style desserts and hot chocolate and cider and sparkling wine and stuff. And then you get a reserved area for the um, fireworks. I suppose it's a bit like this, but they actually feed you for your money. And um, once we got into this, it was like one of the garden areas in front of, um, what's it called? I suppose the equivalent of where um, Crystal... The, Crystal Palaces. It's kind of one of the garden areas there. And there will have been about 50 to 60 people in that area. Hmm. So it really wasn't much less condensed than anywhere else. The only thing is that you didn't have to fight for it. It's like, this is where we're going to stand. I seem to have a memory of someone standing up in front of us, though, because we're all kind of chilling out on the uh, the fake grass. And then someone stood up and we all had to stand up. Or maybe, Hmm. maybe maybe when it actually started, they sat back down and we were relieved. I remember it wasn't actually that bad. It wasn't as, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't as, as bad as usual. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as being elbowed in the ribs and shoved past and all that kind mm, of thing. Because yes. it really was. Everyone there kind of knew that that's so, where they were going to be and just stood there. But it doesn't mean there isn't going to be a child put on the shoulders right in front of yeah. you. Because it, it, it was it was quite far back and it was an open area. So, I, I you know, all that was still going on. If you're lucky enough to go a few times mm. to these places... Like me, after a while, you kind of decide what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy. And for me personally, and for us as a family, we've seen the fireworks enough that we don't often stay for them. We try and do it once. If we go to Florida for two weeks, so we're going to catch it once maybe. But um, it's not a massive priority for us anymore. We'd rather not get involved with the scrum. You see, for me, my favourite nighttime show in any Disney park that I've seen is Fantasmic at Hollywood Studios because it's in an amphitheatre and you sit down and you get in there about half an hour before it starts and they do Mexican waves and there's a little bit of pre-show entertainment while they let everyone settle and go to the loo and stuff. And then you just sit down and watch it and it's brilliant. Mm. And it's just such a shame it can't all be like that. See what Kira said. When it was an AP area, 90% of the people... Uh, sat down but sometimes there would be some jerk right at the front <laughs> who decided to stand we we had that when we were watching uh, the the uh, show in front of the castle the princess parade thing in, uh, on the stage there and everyone was sat down and it was perfect and as soon as the show started one I don't know if it was a kid or I think it might be an adult stood up right at the front and everyone had to stand up mm. then I don't know what for them changed when they stood up you know, that made it better than when we were all just sat down. This is what happens at football. I do not get it. It's exactly mm. what happens at football. You sit you sat down watching down. football and then the people in front of you stand up because something's happening. Yeah. Even though they can see, they don't have to stand up. <laughs> but as soon as they stand up, everyone else stands up and then everyone stood up. This is controversial. Standing ovations in theatres. Oh, because it's really I, frustrating. They've, be too, they've become too common. Sometimes yeah, too I am common. compelled <laughs> common. to stand up, but quite often I stand up because it's that or look at the butt cheeks of the person in front of you. <laughs> if anyone watches The American Office, when they all go to watch Andy Bernard in Sweeney Todd, 
there's a bit at the end where everyone stands up and uh, you, there's a close-up of Stanley and he just, he rolls, he gets up really reluctantly and he rolls his eyes and that is exactly what I do. And we went to see... Um, Percy Jackson, Percy the Jackson Lightning Thief um, at Leeds the other day, the musical, um, which Lucy, assistant, directed. And when we stood up at the end, like, I, I thought, no, I'm not going to stand up. And I thought, I'm, I'm going to have to now because I can't see. And then Lucy said, oh, did you just do a Stanley? <laughs> and I totally did. <laughs> I went, oh. When you went to see Hamilton in Manchester, did, did they give a standing ovation? I think they did, yeah. It's yeah, every show now. It's yeah. every show. It doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. I like to do a, a, a loud, like not overly fast, just a loud, slow clap when yeah. I appreciate something. Yeah. And, and that'll do. That'll I do think, in, back to Disney Park, so I think we should normalise sitting cross-legged on the pavement the way that the Japanese do. That's how they watch fireworks and parades and I think it's glorious. <sighs> oh, amazing. And they're yeah. all so polite. Japan is just... It's just a dream. Yeah. It is. like It's a dream for the well-ordered introvert. You, you can go to these places that are so busy, yet everything's just working and you know people aren't being rude. Yeah. So, train, train stations, fast in, food restaurants, they've just got it down. Someone in the underground is walking along, is swinging their arms wildly and they hit me in the crotch and they never said a word. In London? Yeah. Okay. I was on the, uh, a tube once and... Um, Heathens. I was holding onto the pole... And a lady came on and stood next to me. We were all cramped and really tight. Now, I didn't know at first, but after about 30 seconds, I looked around and the thing that was resting on my hand was a boob. (laughs) (laughs) At which point, if I then moved it, she would have known it had been there for 30 seconds because she she knew she was resting against something. She thought it was a pole. It was actually my hand. So then I thought... When do I say something? Something like this happens in Peep Show. Does Sophie sit on his hand on the bus? Oh, I don't remember that. So, I, think, uh, I can't remember. But yeah, so I just had to endure <laughs> it. It was a very um, intense few stops. Was it a bumpy ride? <laughs> yes, it was a bumpy ride. My, my. Um, I think I think now, because I'm a bit older, I'd have just gone, excuse me, your boob's on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sorry, but your boob's on my hand. Can you not, please? <laughs> oh good god i think we've gone a little off off kilter here oh you think but <laughs> early, earlier show times sun's fireworks i'm a fan i think we might cash in on that next time we go yeah i think it's a great idea personally mm. hopefully they keep it going hopefully we it's a successful test actually cash in on it in the way that i might be tempted to stay for the later show hoping there'd be fewer people see if it works that way around well yeah I'm, uh, particularly that there's less likely to be families with young kids there which means it's probably less push chairs there which means there'll actually probably be more room and less children on shoulders i just willed the postcard to fall off the wall behind you and then it did it that was amazing chris well done i was looking and thinking that (laughs) that could fall off and then it did really really do you know i just stuck that back up about half an hour ago that's really strange uh joey's talking your language lucy joey says the first time i saw the fireworks was on my birthday and the cast members moved me to sit right at the front lucy you would be proud as i sat cross-legged and statue still in amazement throughout. <laughs> oh my God. That's what we should all do. Legs crossed, arms folded. Yeah. Yeah. You see, the thing is... Fingers on lips. Fingers on lips. I, yeah. married my, I married a man with an extremely high standard of behavioural expectation. And what like, did you do with him? If, you were, <laughs> if you're going <laughs> to eat in a public place, cinema, theatre, you have to do so absolutely silently. Absolutely silently. I don't make any outward noise in theatres, in cinemas, on the bus... 
I don't touch anybody. I don't encroach on anyone's space. I do not comprehend why everyone else is doing that. Are you one of those people who, when they've got earphones in, you deliberately breathe really quietly just in case it makes too much noise? Yes. Probably. And when the show's ended, he picks up his belongings and he turns to his left or his right and he walks in an orderly fashion directly to the door. I'm always the first outside. If if I'm on my own, uh, I would be... I would be outside so fast. In fact, I once left the theatre so quickly that the... Uh, the It'd be like a the, buttered clam. The, 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 the members of staff looked surprised. <laughs> like I'd left early, but I was just that fast. Uh, right. We've got one more bit of news. More news. One last bit of news one was... Bit of news. Uh, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I thought we had four bits of news. Yeah, we've done three. Well, well. Yeah. 2D or not 3D... Oh yeah! I this is this. via Disney File Live, Disney File with PH, Disney File Live, and inside the magic, I found this. Um, did you know they are trialing Ratatouille in 2D mm. to see what guests think of it, with a view to pro- probably, possibly scrapping the 3D element. This has happened in Universal or somewhere as well, hasn't it? With a with a ride, I, s- I saw that as well this week. But they they've been trialing it for a while, and then the actually was it a Kong one? And, and they've just axed the 3D altogether. I don't ah. think it could hurt, to be honest. I mean, it's it's 4D with the smells and the props and the heat and the flames and the, you know, all that stuff is what makes it 4D. And I think that immersive element is enough to not need the 3D. I've said many times on this show, the 3D doesn't really work very well. I don't know if it's something to do with my eyes or what, because I'm wearing glasses, but it's the same with... Flight of Passage. I said this on one, my last video. I said, is it me or is it blurry? Is is it blurry to everyone else? Uh, not completely blurry, but the 3D isn't that impressive yeah, to me. Yeah, it's like that'll do. It, think... Well, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Um, and the uh, Mickey's Fill Our Magic. Uh, Star Tours? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the 3D is like, it's okay. I can see the 3D, but I'm never like blown away. I think the best 3D I've seen is in uh, the Muppet vision thing in oh, florida you sat still uh, you get a better view particularly it's there's been lots of tips videos on flight of passage in animal kingdom where there's certain rows where you get a much better view of the 3d you want to be kind of center on the right. screen and because it wraps around mm. and certainly i feel that when you're on soaring um and that might be the case on ratatouille because they use kind of a, a trio of do we sit in cheeses or did I imagine? No, mice. Yeah, mice. just mice. Trio of mice. It might be the people on the edges get the slightly blurrier thing. Um, but in which case, that's not great, is it? That two thirds of people don't get the best effect. People are getting travel sick from it and stuff. I get horrendously yeah. travel sick from it. And I from Star Tours. I don't know. The, the thing is, it was designed as a 3D ride so to get rid of the 3D element. <laughs> yeah. Kind of... I don't know. It just doesn't quite seem right. It doesn't work well enough for me to miss it if it, if they take it away. Also, yeah. there's an upkeep element with the glasses. Yeah, is it more cost cutting at the end of the day, or is it because? Oh, is it cost cutting? But they can say, oh, it's because feedback is it makes people sick. <laughs> they could just give everybody a pair of 3D glasses when they come to visit, and then they can just use them on the rides that they use them on and take them home. It's they wouldn't give the people things, Chris. Come on, get your head on straight. Emily they'd, says... They'd do what the cinemas do and charge you £4 for yeah. each pair, wouldn't they? Emily says, I hate the 3D glasses. It doesn't work with my vision, but it's better than the blur. Aaron says, 
Good, the 3D element made me really motion sick. Sarah says my hubby loves the 3D. Kira, he doesn't need the 3D. Kerry, I only really noticed the 3D with a champagne bottle at the end. Um, yeah, fair. Faye says scrap the 3D. It gets blurry for me too and it gives me headaches straight into watch. Nat, it's blurry to me and my husband. Stato's 3D is less blurry though. Lisa found Ratatouille blurry. Oh, get rid of it, guys. I, I, yeah, I wonder though rid, whether, whether part of... Bonnie says like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder whether part of the the um, willing suspension of disbelief is in the fact that you're wearing those glasses and and the blurriness and the fact that it's not quite right just let, lets you kind of just throw yourself into it. Whereas without the glasses there, will you feel like you're falling through a window? Will all that stuff feel the, feel the mm. same? I don't know. Maybe don't it will. Know. I think I when uh, Gast... Gast... What's he called? Gusto. Gusto. When he flies out as a little fairy. Yeah. That's mm. quite good. Yeah. But that's all I could say for the 3D. Emily What's next says, though? Spider-Man? Web adventure? Well, yeah. Emily's just <laughs> yeah. said Web Slinger's 3D is fine too. And do you know what? It is to the point where I'd forgotten that was 3D. Well, do you know something? You can you can say that it is, but it, it's like a... Well, I was going to swear then. It's like it's like a right mess in your head watching that game, playing that game, I find. Because yeah. there's so much going on, on the screen. Yeah. You can't focus on any of it anyway. No. Oh, God, I love it. I love that game so much. It's like watching Transformer film. (laughs) Oh, I I want to go on Web Slingers right now. I love Web Slingers. I went on twice without Hugh and Bonnie because they wanted... What did you rope drop? Krisha's Coaster? Yep. And um, they went and rope dropped Krisha's Coaster, which I am not going to do. So I rope dropped Web Slingers and got straight on and then did it again as a single rider and got straight on. And by the time I'd met them, I'd done it twice and been to the loop. Nice. Kira says, Mickey and Minnie's is not 3D and works super well. This is the um, Mickey and Minnie it in does. Florida. That's mm. different technology though because that's not a, not screens. It's projection mapping onto 3D scenery. So, it is a, so it's like literally 3D. It's literally to, 3D. To be fair, it's not like it's screens. It's, um, yeah, again, I love that ride. I if love it, that ride. If it works and it saves them money, because I, I know it's a bit of a squeeze at the moment for, them, so, for Disney. They're, they're struggling for, for money and stuff. So they can do something to, you know, reduce the outgoings. Mm. Then, then why not? Yeah, so they can afford to pay those poor CEOs what they're worth. Yeah. Um, Bonnie has said Cush Foster is good. What are you on about there, love? Crush Coaster, I Cush imagine. Foster. <laughs> okay. You know, good old Cush Foster. Hey, we all make typos. <laughs> Don't be shaming her. Uh, I did notice that uh, Bonnie, did the iPad run out because you switched <laughs> to mummy's account? <laughs> <laughs> she was upstairs laughing. Yeah, so um, um, do you know what? We've spent all this time doing the news. It's actually been quite, quite a lot to talk about this week. Mm. We can... Keep going if you want. (laughs) Not going to get through three trip reports today. Certainly not. Certainly Uh, not. Emily points out that Ratatouille changes its direction much more than Startos Mm -hmm. and Web Slingers. So maybe it's a pairing of the trackless element too. Yeah, and you're inevitably going to move your own head as well. Whereas in particularly Startos, you're not, are you? No. You're going to just stare straight forward, sat up, bolt upright. Um, Whereas that motion, yeah, that could be the problem. Either way... I'm willing for them to experiment with it as 2D, see what it's like. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Right. Sorry, what were we doing? Trip reports? Yes. Audience trip roundup. I just thought I'd put a P on the end of that. Um, we've got a few trip reports, but um, we'll probably only get through maybe, well, one maybe today, maybe maybe two if we're lucky. 
Um, this first one here, I'm going to have to close it to find out who it's from. It's from Natasha Grant. Thank you, Natasha. And Natasha, Natasha has sent in a report from November last year. So it is a bit of an old one, but it's an oldie but a goodie. It's an oldie but a goodie. My partner and I got engaged at DLP in late November, and while I somewhat selfishly wanted to send this in this trip report to create a time capsule of the day, I truly think we had the perfect day at DLP, making the most of every second while we fully embracing uh, while fully embracing the Disney magic. It was just the two of us, and both of our first time doing Disney as adults. The day before, <laughs> prequel. <laughs> yeah, the day before. I'll start our perfect day the night before the co- for context. We flew into France on the Saturday, checking into Relais Spa Val d'Europe. Our short stay was perfect. Staff were helpful and warm, and the room was immaculate. We took their shuttle, a very comfortable Mercedes vi- minivan, and they said Viniman then, minivan, to Disney Village around 6pm, sharing with another couple. After a quick wander around the shops, we headed to Newport Bay, where we would stay Sunday to Wednesday. Before I trip, I read that you can check in the night before you stay at Disney Hotel, which is in, which is indeed true. We collected our magic passes, combined park ticket and room key, so all we had to do was drop off our luggage in the morning and head to the parks. The luggage drop queue is separate to the reception queue, so this is a brilliant way to minimise waiting and maximise park time. Always a positive. Absolutely. Skyline Bar. I'm doing different voice for every heading in. <clears throat> Skyline Bar. To celebrate our success in checking in, we headed to the Skyline Bar in the Art of Marvel Hotel. We loved the theming of the bar. It's subtle and elegant, but exciting to see Spider-Man swinging past the window or Iron Man fly by. Does he? Do they? Mm. Yeah. Huh, yeah. didn't know that. The staff are friendly and enthusiastic, and the cocktails and food were delicious. As a trainee lawyer, I had to try the She-Hulk cocktail, and my partner opted for Le Pouvoir de Vibranium. Power of Vibranium. <laughs> Do you like my French Yorkshire it's, accent? It sounded delicious. <clears throat> Le pouvoir de vibranium. Delicious. Vibranium. We left the bar around 8pm and after another wander around the village, we took the shuttle back to Relay Spa and settled in for an early night, ready for our first park day. Oh yeah. First park day. We were awake at 6am, hoping to be en route to Newport Bay by 7am to ensure we made the most of extra magic time, early magic time, early magic hours from 8am. After much faffing, sorry, <laughs> these were abbreviations and, and whenever I read the abbreviations on a trip report, I try not to read them as abbreviations mm-hmm. and read them out loud, but uh, I often get uh, stuck. <laughs> After much faffing, kind of like what I've just been doing, a temporarily lost wallet and a longer than anticipated wait for our bolt, we got to Newport Bay around 7.30am. Bag drop was quick, then we made a beeline for the parks and entered Disneyland just after 8am. Bolt is a taxi service, just in case you didn't know. I didn't know. Is it like Lyft and Uber? Uber, yeah. Uber. Bolt. And Bolt has a Disney connection. It does. Is that deliberate? Don't think so. Okay. (laughs) Uh, entered Disneyland just after 8am. Wow, what a stunning place. From the moment you walk towards the Disneyland Hotel with the classics playing, the music, uh, the magic builds. On Main Street, the Christmas decorations are spectacular with everything embellished for perfection, to perfection. The park felt quiet when we entered, with frost on the ground and sun just peeking over the Disneyland oh, Hotel. That sounds so magical. There's that magic we've been looking there for. There you go. Well, as photographers know, that's... Golden hour, you know, just after the sun's come up. Yeah. And if Iger could charge for the frost, he would. Continue. <laughs> our first ride. 
In advance of our trip, we debated what our first ride of the trip would be. Knowing this was a significant and memorable decision, we had to be sure of. In the end, we decided on Peter Pan's flight. As 90s babies, Peter Pan is nostalgic for us both, and coupled with the ordinarily long wait times, we figured this was a sensible EMT choice. We walked through the castle to Fantasyland, reaching Peter Pan's flight, PPF, (laughs) to see a growing queue. Peter Pan's flight was temporarily down due to a fault. No. (laughs) While others committed to waiting, we decided Dumbo was a suitable alternative for a first ride. Correct. It turned out to be, in our opinion, a much better first ride. We selected our elephant, a green one. Each elephant was... (laughs) (laughs) That's important information that we need to know. Yeah. That's the whole conversation, the queue, isn't it? Which elephant which elephant do you want? Yeah. It's the same with the teacups. I, yeah, I was There's trying... nothing worse than being one of the last ones in a, in a batch because then you get what and you give you, them. Yeah. yeah. When your kid's got the, the heart set in a red car yep. and uh, and you're running towards it and you see some other kid going towards it, you have to be like, you have to, you know, you have to say, right, well, what's your second best one? You know, yeah. <laughs> manage your yeah. expectations. Yep. Each elephant was covered in a thin layer of frost and we watched the sun rise behind the castle as we rose above Fantasyland. A perfect moment we will always remember. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Very good at um, painting a picture here with your words. I know. Post-Dumbo, Peter Pan's flight was still down, so we made a break for Adventureland, hopping on pirates. Possibly my favourite ride. Yep. The warmth inside was welcome in contrast to the frosty outdoors and we loved noticing new details each time we went on during our trip. Particularly loved the little piglet running in its sleep. With extra magic time over, we needed a quick bite to eat. A shared Mickey Baynet and beignet. I do this every time. Thank you. It's, it's like your dwarfs. Dwarves. Dwarves. Beignet. It catches, it's because when you're reading straight off the page, yep. it's, it's like Hermione. In the, yeah. in the flipping Harry Potter books. Yeah. I read that, the whole first book, calling a Hermione in my head. Hermione. <clears throat> Even now, a shared Mickey beignet and coffee was plenty to stave off hunger a little longer and keep our momentum going. We took advantage of the quiet castle and explored the Sleeping Beauty Gallery and must see the stained glass windows, sculptures and balcony with views across Fantasyland. We haven't been there in, up there in ages, Huey. Nope. Why haven't we? It was shut for a while, was it? Yeah, I think it's just because it was shut. And last time we went, we were with people with a pram and it was just like, let's just skip yeah. it. Yeah. Right. We went there last we'll go time. Outside. We need to go up there Yeah, again. go upstairs inside the castle, people, if you don't Do. know. There's and some, go downstairs as well. There's some stuff up there. Upstairs, downstairs, mm. and in my lady's chamber. <laughs> After this, we made our way back into Fantasyland. It's a small world, then teacups. My partner then guided us past the castle and down to Snow White wishing well. As a, uh, as a more scenic shortcut to Discoveryland. Very good. Good mm. work, yes. I, we did that last time we were there. There wasn't a way you could do that. So it was, that was quite a nice little one. When they've got castle shows on, um, quite often you can't. Yeah, because they they're coming through there. That's like their that's backstage. The secret, that's yeah. the secret corner there. It is, it? but I think at the moment you can. Yeah. Um, it was the, at the wishing well that he proposed. <gasps> what? Oh! I did start this by saying that they got engaged, didn't I? It's, did, not, it's not that big a shock. Did you? I know, yeah, but I everybody oh, gets engaged at Disneyland Paris, but the wishing well is such <laughs> yes, a lovely it's a moment. Um, despite being in Disneyland, this was a quiet spot, the perfect choice. After a brief di- sit down on the very cold stone benches at the castle stage to collect our thoughts, in a daze, we continued our journey to Discoveryland, grabbing a box of popcorn and hopping straight on Star Tours. 
This was an I error. love the fact that they've just got engaged and someone looked at the app and went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Start has only a 15 minute wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like priorities. <laughs> this was an error of judgment. I immediately felt motion sick, having, oh. shut, having to shut my eyes for the duration, hoping it would end quickly. Oh, we dear. took a breather following this and the next few hours passed in a blur. Around 4 p.m., we then left the park to freshen up before dinner. Luggage collection was quick and while our key didn't immediately work in Newport Bay, this was quickly remedied after a long wander back to reception for my new fiance. I have to say, when Laura and I got engaged, the entire day was just a blur because all of a sudden we were messaging people and yeah. and people were ringing up and chatting. Like, it was just non-stop. It was brilliant. Manhattan so restaurant, we were at Disney though. Because we went to the pub. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Manhattan restaurant. At 5.55pm, we hurriedly waddled into the Manhattan restaurant for our 6pm reservation. Wrapped in countless layers and well prepared for a late night at the parks, we started our meal with a bottle of champagne to toast our engagement, followed by mains and desserts. The food was beautifully presented and yummy, and our service was the perfect balance of attentive and discreet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. I like like it. We left the Art of Marvel at 8pm, headed for the Studios Park. Studios Park. Studios Park. This was Sunday, and we knew Crush's Coaster was scheduled to be down on Tuesday and Wednesday for our trip, so Crush was our priority. The queue flew by, and while we enjoyed the ride, it wasn't our favourite. We had a little time to kill before the fireworks, so we went to La Place de Remy. What a beautiful, romantic little area. The park felt almost empty, and Ratatouille was my fiancé's new favourite phrase. A walk-on. We loved how immersive the ride was and the theming was magical throughout the queue ride and the exit area. We returned to visit Remy throughout the trip with Ratatouille, a definite favourite. And you didn't get motion sickness there. That's really good as well. Disney Dreams. We then left studios, returned to Disneyland for Disney Dreams. We found a quiet spot near the popcorn stand to the left of the castle with a fantastic view. It was beautiful to watch others sing along and be truly immersed in the experience. Exhausted, cold, but full to the brim with Disney magic, we wandered back to Newport Bay, by Newport Bay for an early night to prepare ourselves for park day two of four. This was our perfect Disney day and we squeezed in more than we thought possible, making such special memories at the same time. Top tip. Throughout the trip, I kept a note on my phone with details of particularly brilliant cast members, listing their name, role and details of the interaction. I have since emailed DLP to compliment these individuals. We had no negative experiences with cast members, but some individuals were particularly kind, warm and authentic, and I hope they receive the recognition they deserve for making our trip so magical. Here, here. There you are. And that, as I say, is from Natasha. Congratulations, Natasha, and I'm glad you had a really good time. Great report. Well, just inspired by that report, Joey has just thrown in a, a little would you rather to end the show with. Would you rather get engaged on It's a Small World or Hyperspace Mountain? <laughs> I mean, that's a no-brainer for me because It's a Small World is my spirit ride, as we've discussed <laughs> before. Boys? Hyperspace Mountain. It would be fun to go, will you marry me? You are? <laughs> will you marry me? Uh, are you being serious? Yeah. I do yeah. like... I do like when I see people have done it by holding up a sign at the photo spot on oh, on yeah. rides with photo spots. Yeah. So the person sat next to them doesn't see it, but they do it to the camera. Yeah. However, I, I've had I, I've had experience where photos have gone wrong. Specifically, when I did uh, Run Disney, I just wanted to get 
Uh, I'd paid for the photo pass. There were no blooming photo pass photographers there. I felt diddled out of it. All the queues were like 70 minutes. And I thought, just choose one that's got a photo on it. And so you can have a picture of you holding up your medals on a ride. That's mm. what I wanted. So I went on Pirates, got to, queued on my own, because I was on my own for like an hour. You know where this is going, don't you? My, my feet were pounding. I just wanted to sit down because I'd run 36 kilometers. Held up my... Um, medals to the camera and the person in front of me went <laughs> listeners just couldn't holding her hands up and doing a big face and just basically blocked every inch of me and i'd waited an hour to do that and it ruined my week it ruined my weekend oh, nothing could have mate. ruined that weekend it was an amazing weekend however that still makes me go god damn you yeah aaron says good. hyperspace mountain obviously just before the launch <laughs> That's the time, isn't it? At the very, very on. moment. Will you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be that would be quite cool, actually. That's better than It's a Small World, because then you've just kind of got to endure a very slow boat ride while you kind of talk about it. <laughs> I quite like that idea. Going, oh, <laughs> this weekend, by the way, uh, Bonnie's listening to our old friend Amy. Yes. They just, they just got engaged in front of the Trevi Fountain. Oh, that's nice. nice. In... Uh, Rome. Amy used to babysit Bonnie when she was like two. And I remember once she went, these are the people I love. I love mummy. I love daddy. I love grandma. I love granddad. And I love Amy. Aww. <laughs> yeah. So there yeah. you go. That's a totally different thing. Well, we, is there any more business people? No, we're uh, out uh, of time. If you'd like to send a trip report, you can send it to mailbox at 37disneystreet.co.uk or you can message us on any of those social media type places where we exist and we'll sort it out and, and get you on here. We've got a couple more trip reports for next week potentially. Um, yeah. And if there's anyone here who crochets, we are still in the process of crocheting our uh, charity blankets that we are going to auction for Dementia UK. All I need from you is a 15 centimetre granny square in a colour and a style of your choice, but we like it to have a Disney theme. Hugh, uh, Chris is going to hold up an example of a Disney themed granny square to you now. Who's this from, Chris? This has come through from Tracy. Tracy sent this through on a message uh, yesterday. And said, I've completed the first square, hoping to do more, but I was wondering if Lucy needs plain squares also, in Disney colours, obviously. Uh, plain square? Yeah, anything. Yeah. So I this, think it would be nice this, if this, they weren't all this detailed This one we're pictures, looking at actually. now is white yeah. with a red For balance, trim. Some that were just kind of Disney-bounding. Uh, Disney-bounding, yeah. In so the it doesn't middle. need to be a... Like, may, maybe not a single colour, though. Like a single colour square. But. I, I, I've got an idea for a good Disney bounded one next week that I'll, I'll do as okay. an example. Yay. Yeah. So thank you so much. And if you want to do that, send us a photo of it and then Chris will send you the address details. We're not publicising our address details before then. And thank you all very much for being here with us today. Bonnie's pressing the, uh, the heart frantically, I can tell. I These have been the boys. Mm. Uh, bye bye. I haven't pressed the finish button because we, we've got an extra magic time show now for our Patreon subscribers. Oh, so we I just do, want to point we? out that we'll be doing that now for you guys. If you want to be a Patreon subscriber, the details in the description. It's £3 a month um, and we do extra shows. We do quizzes and all sorts of stuff there. And the other thing I wanted to say was something else. What else did I want to say, Lucy? Don't know. I don't know either. Oh, we're not here next week. We've said it already, but I'm just saying it again just for, for good measure. We'll try and remind you on the socials. Which, uh, hopefully, I'll set a reminder. And then we'll try and remind you the week after. 
yeah. to get some blue heat tackies to try along with us on the show. There you go. So I've been Lucy. These have been the boys. Uh, goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>